0: Raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons. This is Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM, Catholic Radio.
1: Good afternoon. My name is Susie McGinn, and I will be your host today for this program, Healing the Whole Person. Today, our subject will be The Healing Power of Gratitude. And our guest today is, as uh, always, a very. we're very grateful for our guest, uh, who is familiar to many of you who will listen regularly. He's uh, Father J. Michael Sparrow, SJ. He is a retreat and spiritual director at the Bellarmine retreat, Jesuit Retreat House in Barrington. He holds a doctor of ministry from St. Mary of the Lake in Mundelein, Illinois, and an MFA from Yale School of Drama. He is the founder of Caris, a Jesuit young adult ministry, and trains as spiritual directors at Loyola University, Chicago. He's a prolific writer and speaker. Father Michael has published extensively on prayer, Discernment, and the Sacraments, and is a featured speaker monthly on this very station, WSFI 88.5 FM. So welcome to Healing the Whole Person, and welcome, Father Sparrow.
2: Thank you, Susie. Always a delight to be back here. Um, I want to begin with the scripture from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, Uh, Verse 4, he writes, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all. The Lord is near. Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That passage is the theme for our program today, The Healing Power of Gratitude. Uh, St. Paul, uh, notice in, the, in verse four, chapter four, verse four, he begins by saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. And I call our attention to the word always. It's easy for us to rejoice when things are going well for us, uh, when the stock market is good, when our health is strong, when our kids are beautiful and obedient, uh, when, you're, uh, when your friends think you're, you're you're wonderful. But when we're challenged economically, when our health is challenged, when we have emotional difficulties, if we're going through a period of spiritual dryness, on and on and on, when there are problems that face us, the first thing that for most of us goes out the window is gratitude. And we start complaining, bitching and moaning and, and uh, saying, Lord, why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. But St. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And then he repeats, I say it again, rejoice. Rejoice. Now, St. Paul isn't talking about anything that he doesn't uh, try to live himself. Scholars tell us that he wrote the letter to the Philippians, to the church in Philippi, which is in northern Greece today, while he was a prisoner in Rome. So it wasn't like he was sitting Mm -hmm. on... Uh, the shores of the Mediterranean uh, sipping my ties. He, he was in prison in Rome, and he writes to the church in Philippi and says, I call you to rejoice. Now, that's so reminiscent of two other passages in Scripture. Remember in Acts chapter 5, where the apostles are just at the beginning of their ministry, and there, there are miracles at their hands, and they're preaching, and they're thrown into prison, and Gamaliel, in chapter five, says, "Wait a minute. Uh, let's let uh, let's see what happens to this new upstart movement. Because if it's of God, we may be we may find ourselves perse- persecuting God Himself. So let's see if it if it lives or dies." And then what does the Sanhedrin do? They were persuaded by Gamaliel. And then in verse forty, this is chapter five of the Acts of the Apostles, verse forty. After recalling the apostles, they had them flogged, <laughs> ordered them to stop speaking in the name of Jesus and then dismiss them. So they, they beat them, and then they, and then they ordered them sternly not to speak. And what, what's the response on the part of the apostles? So they left the presence of the Sanhedrin, rejoicing that they had been found worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. Whenever that reading comes up in the lectionary, it always surprises me. I don't know that after I was beaten in <laughs> order to shut up <laughs> by the religious authorities, that I would walk out rejoicing. Right. I, I mean, that's the depth of the uh, faith of the early apostles. Uh, one other scripture along the same lines, uh, chapter 16. And Paul and Silas are, this time, they're in prison in Philippi. And I had the opportunity about a, about a year ago, actually, to lead a pilgrimage in the footsteps of St. Paul. And we went over to Philippi. And you can actually see the remains of the prison there in Philippi, mm-hmm. right in the center of the market. So they know exactly where this took place, where Paul and Silas were thrown into prison. And uh, what, it, what it says is in verse... Uh, 25, about midnight, while Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God as the prisoners listened. There's Paul and Silas, and they're in in the middle of the night, and they're praying, and they're singing psalms of praise. Their, Their hearts are lifted up. I don't know about you, but if you're in prison, and you're manacled, by your wrists and your feet, would you be praising God and singing songs and hymns of praise? Again, this is Paul practicing what he's preaching. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice.
1: That's why Paul is Paul. And <laughs> I'm Susie. And I, and I won't be doing that, I assure you. But it is wonderful. I, you know, I was just thinking I was so happy because when i was doing this a minor preparation for today the very verse i had underlined in my notes was the same that you started with father but i think that that do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication this is what paul is doing i think the operative word in this verse is he did it with thanksgiving and that was the that was the The foundation that was his infrastructure for his ministry is rejoicing and gratitude Yes, we're talking about today. That's where he got his power from God, of course, but he got the power of the Holy Spirit to do that rejoicing and express that gratitude no matter what. And uh, I have to say, this is something I've learned little by little over the years, just... All day long, I go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And it isn't always good things, but in all things. And uh, because I can see him working. And that's where I think you release him to work in and heal whatever needs to be healed in our families, in our own hearts, in those around us, whatever it is. Maybe a physical situation, uh, you know, just uh it, there is no end to the things that we can be thankful for and i think that is it's such a, such a release we and release I, the power yes. of the
2: holy spirit yes. when we pray in gratitude yes it opens up our hearts because the the biblical perspective is that god is always blessing us Uh, He's always blessing us. And an analogy I've used several times on the program that I find so helpful is it's like the sun. The sun is always shining. Sometimes it's behind the clouds. Sometimes the earth turns away from the sun. But the sun is always shining in exactly the same way. God is always blessing us. God always wants good things for us. Even when bad things happen to good people, God Romans 8, 28, God is bending the circumstances so that we can be strengthened in the midst of that and brought closer to himself. And the saints are those who have that attitude, that they never forget that that God is blessing them. So their rejoicing isn't isn't dependent upon the circumstances of their life. I can rejoice when the Lord blesses me with good health check i can rejoice when the lord blesses me with economic success check but what about when i'm sick but what about when i'm having when i just lost my job what about when i'm struggling in my relationships can i believe that god is blessing me in the midst of those circumstances saint paul says yes yes because god wants to use the challenges of life to strengthen us to help us grow stronger
1: yes he allows them for a reason and I've always learned uh, in the last ever since I really came to know our Lord personally that my problems are tailor-made for me and I sometimes I look at other people's lives and say how do they endure this or endure that uh, but it isn't those are not that isn't my life my life is As it is and people will look at you or me or anyone else and maybe going through a struggle and say how do you endure that how do you do it but God gives us the grace to do that just like he gave Paul and uh, we we had the benefit of all that he wrote and all the the love and teachings through God's Word that he we're so blessed with
2: yes and again he he wrote those letters to the community at Philippi when he was in prison in, in Rome.
3: Mm, great thought.
2: Uh, just yesterday, last, last night at Bellarmine, uh, Mary McKeon, who's the director of our women's ministry, offered a evening of reflection on Mother Teresa. And mm. she was holding up Mother Teresa. And of course, what's come out since her death uh, are her private writings. And she experienced a dryness in prayer for close to 50 years. Yes. And that was a shock to the world. No one would have ever guessed that uh, because Mother Teresa had such a tremendous smile. And she that was an important part of her spirituality was to encourage others through smiles and to uh, teach that to the other sisters with, within her religious order. I, I had the uh, wonderful opportunity to actually meet Mother Teresa at three different times on Three different occasions, and on each occasion, I was struck by the joy that radiated from her. And when you think about the fact that the Lord was hiding an affective sense of His love from her, she got that sense of of God's grace at work in her life through her ministry, through ministering to the poorest of the poor, and. I, I spent a summer working for the Missionaries of Charity and uh, cutting these people who were dying toenails, and one of my jobs was to uh, clean out the latrine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> not, not a particularly uh, fun Humbling. fun job. No. But, but I was so impressed by the joy w- of these sisters that I was privileged to work with for that summer in, in Nepal of ministering to the poorest of the poor with this tremendous attitude of gratitude.
1: Right. Uh, my um, sister-in-law, my husband's sister, was a missionary of charity. I remember. I remember right. Joe so uh, about I that. too had the privilege of of meeting sister Mother Teresa a few times, and but one thing Barbara told us that was what we called her, her name was Sister Paula Marie, but one of the uh, things that she told us is that um, Mother Teresa was a, a a steady, firm, sure leader of that order. She wasn't nicey-nice and just sweetie-sweet and uh, oh, honey, all that. She was a strong leader. And you know, I met, I was with Father Benedict Rochelle, who was head of the um, the Franciscans, um, I can't remember which, the name of that order, but if out of, the of New York. Renewal. Yeah, thank you, Francis, the Fathers of the Renewal. Uh, but I was with him on pilgrimage, and he too had that same characteristic, that strength, I think, that Paul had and but but the joy is a gift from God that it's it's one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit It comes from that gratitude and uh and thanksgiving that you just you know that that's your relationship with God happiness depends on circumstances so maybe when you're cleaning a latrine or cutting toenails or doing (laughs) changing a diaper you're not happy but you can still have joy yes and that's i think what we yeah we're not talking
2: we're not talking about pollyanna no Uh, this is this is not some naive uh belief that everything is just going to be roses uh again paul is in prison when he's writing these words the disciples are just beaten when they're rejoicing in the lord paul and silas are singing hymns in the midst of prison uh Another example of that, uh, you know, marytown is 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 very close, and uh, that's the National Shrine of Saint Maximilian Colby. And Father Colby, when he was stripped naked and put in that jail cell with the other prisoners at Auschwitz, the the guards were used to hearing screams and cries and curses as they were starved to death. And they were shocked to hear, the rosary being prayed and and the psalms being recited and songs of praise of god coming from those jail cells that that's the incredible strength that comes in believing that the lord is blessing us he's preparing us for heaven right at this moment
1: and he always had a smile on his face uh father colby uh they said even at the very end when they injected him with that lethal drug uh that ended his life and he just had a kindly look on his face towards those soldiers that had to do that and so the joy never left because again it was from god it wasn't from him and they he
2: he calmly opened opened up his arm yeah uh for the jailer to come and inject the poison Yes. yes yes that's a tremendous confidence that that uh, God gives us when we believe, and we're gr- we're grateful that in hard times and in good times god is going to God is going to draw something good out of this set of circumstances. And
1: you know we're using the example of Paul being in jail, but there's a lot of kinds of jail. There's jails of an abuse of marriage, or being a child in a home where you're not loved. there's that is a p- type of prison. That you can't get out of, yes. And um, and there's so many, or maybe a job that you don't like, but you have no choice because you're you're supporting a family. So, but you can say, thank you, God, I have a job. Thank you, Lord, I have a roof over my head. Uh, thank you, God, I have parents. But even though they're not perfect, there are no perfect parents.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, and, so and, and it do- do- and it doesn't mean that we have to accept. Injustice. It doesn't mean that we don't work to improve the conditions uh, that are uh, that that are very difficult. Uh, It it means that we hold on to that attitude that God is blessing me in this set of circumstances. God may be blessing me to give me the strength to be able to stand up and raise my voice against an unjust system. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I was also um, looking uh, at a, uh, a article from Psychology Today. Uh, of there's been so much research done from a psychological point of view about the healing power of gratitude. So this is not just some religious figures waxing eloquent. Uh, the psychologists have done a lot of research in the last twenty years on uh, the healing power of gratitude uh, among the uh, the benefits that come from living with a positive attitude of 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 seeing uh, the good that can come uh, in lifting up gratitude is is obviously greater happiness, a more optimistic spirit, more positive emotions, uh, new and lasting relationships, better health, lower blood pressure. <laughs> More progress toward personal goals, fewer aches and pains, more alertness and determination, increased generosity and empathy for others, better sleep, improved self-esteem. All of these attitudes uh, that I've just mentioned, there's been clinical studies that have been done on people who uh, dedicate themselves to gratitude or uh, just at, at Bellarmine uh, this past weekend, we had uh, Father Matt Lynn who, along with his brother and sister-in-law, have written 22 books, and I don't think any one of those 22 books has not emphasized the importance of taking the time to say thank you and, and to be grateful. The practice that St. Ignatius Loyola recommended in the uh, daily practice called the Examine always begins with gratitude. Look back on your day. What, what are you grateful for in the midst of the day? Father Lynn shortens St. Ignatius' uh, examine, which is usually taught with five steps. He, he shrinks it to two. What are you most grateful for and what are you least grateful for? Hmm. The things that we're most grateful for, spend some time visualizing that. And he emphasizes, Go to bed with that think think about what it is that you're most grateful for in your day and in your life Uh, you may not be able to come up with anything in the course of the course of the day or or just a little something he would say go back if you're struggling in your marriage right now go back to the times when you fell when you fell in love with your spouse and visualize uh, those early days of, of courtship go to sleep with that and when you wake up in the morning, recall that memory. So you let your subconscious mind be thinking about those things throughout the whole night. Uh, he, he taught that practice on the retreat. And then the next morning he said, okay, how, how many had a good night's sleep? It was amazing the retreat. how many of the retreatants uh, uh, raised their hands. And I, I had one of the guys that I was talking to in a private conference, and he said, I've slept the best last night that I've slept in weeks, just by that simple practice of going to bed, thinking about something that we're grateful for and holding that in our hearts. as opposed to watching the late night television or, you know, uh, going over, surfing the internet and reading one bad news story after another. Uh, practice, practice that uh, simple practice of what do I need to let go of that I'm not grateful for? Let it go, practice forgiveness, and hold on to the things that, that bring us joy.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, and then uh, what is the second part of that, Father?
2: The first part is what am I most grateful for? Right. Breathe into that. The second part of yeah. what am I least grateful for? Those are the things that I need to... I'm I'm least grateful for the fact that I had a a fight with my my spouse I'm least grateful for that uh, the kids uh, were driving me crazy today all right so literally we can't let the anger we can't let the Sun go down on our anger all right I'm gonna choose to forgive my spouse I'm gonna choose to forgive my forgive my kids
1: so we let the Sun go down on our thankfulness
2: Right? let the sun go down on our <laughs> And headphones.
3: sometimes exactly. you need to for forgive yourself.
2: Acts, act, probably every day we have to, hit, Rosemary, we need to find something to forgive ourselves. Um, this uh, psychologist, Lisa Firestone, was raising up exactly that point. How do we feel more grateful? One of the keys is to challenge that critical inner voice. That says I could have I could have done this better, and we need to practice that uh, self-forgiveness. A very simple prayer that I practice often is: Lord Jesus Christ, in Your holy name, I forgive myself for, and then fill in the blank, and then seal it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, Uh, We used
1: to call that spiritual breathing. Spiritual Spiritual breathing. breathing. Exhale the sin and breathe in the Holy Spirit's forgiveness.
2: We're going to take a short break right now, and we'll be back right after a word from our sponsors.
4: Join WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio and Chicago Bears' Pat McCaskey at its 8th Annual Fall Benefit and Auction on Saturday, October 12th at Mundelein Seminary. Our keynote speaker will be Monsignor Robert Dempsey, Spiritual Director to WSFI 88.5 FM. We will be presenting the 2019 Courageous Catholic Awards. Irene Napier, founder of Right to Life, McHenry County, Kevin O'Brien, founder and president of Men of Christ, and Joe and Ann Scheidler, founder of the Pro-Life Action League. Enjoy a wonderful dinner and bring home many exciting auction items, including Best in the House Bears tickets with VIP parking for every home game October through December. For tickets and more information, please call 224-206-8455 or go to wsfiradio.org. Hello, I'm Juliana Taymarazi from the Iraqi Christian Relief Council in Chicago. Our culture needs Catholic Radio as a tool for evangelization and catechesis. As a powerful platform, Catholic Radio brings Christ to us all and brings us closer to Christ. Get the real Catholic news from Catholic Radio.
0: WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio 60048. Donations of any amount are greatly appreciated.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Healing the Whole Person today on 88.5 FM WSFI. My name is Susie McGinn. And again, our wonderful guest today is Father Michael Sparrow, uh, the spiritual director of Bellarmine Hall in Barrington, Illinois. And so welcome back. And Rosemarie Simon is with us today. So you've heard her voice chime in here and there. So uh, we welcome you all back. We're talking about today about the healing power of gratitude. Father, would you like to go on with uh, your thoughts there?
2: Yes, I'd like to pick up on a couple of things that uh, Lisa Firestone, who is a clinical psychologist, she's director of research and education for the Glendon Association, she had three recommendations of how we can feel more grateful. And just before our break, uh, Rosemarie uh, led us in, into one of those, which was uh, challenging that critical inner voice through forgiveness, self-forgiveness is just critical in that regard, uh, is essential in that regard. A second recommendation that Lisa had was act grateful and be more accepting. And the third one was practice mindfulness. Let me open, open up uh, those three. Challenging that critical inner voice of its, if God, for that can be so difficult for us when we, uh, especially if we're overachievers or we're trying to grow spiritually and we find ourselves falling into chronic patterns of sin, we can just beat ourselves up and somehow perversely think that that makes God happy. God takes no delight in our beating ourselves up. What God calls us to is repentance. That's why we have the wonderful sacrament of of reconciliation. Acknowledge our shortcomings and be grateful that God forgives us. And if we don't accept that forgiveness, uh, know that that is not pleasing in God's eyes. If we judge ourselves more harshly than Jesus does, that, that brings no joy to God. What God calls us to is acknowledge your sins and then Uh, Ask God for for, for forgiveness, change your life as as best you're able, ask for the grace, but then be grateful for that forgiveness. And if we constantly continue to beat ourselves up, actually, we're more likely to continue to keep uh, repeating the pattern of sin. When we accept God's forgiveness into our hearts and we're grateful and we live out of that, that gratitude, that actually gives us the strength to be able to change our lives.
1: Right. That's where the grace comes from absolutely and again being thankful for the sacrament of reconciliation I have to say when I go into confession the first thing I do is thank the priest for being there for me because I think that is it's such a the greatest gift it's how he is the arm and the heart and the soul and the extension of Jesus death on the cross for me and there is the grace is just waiting for me as I confess mm-hmm. whatever I've done wrong and seek the forgiveness and express my um, repentance. And uh, so, I, uh, you know, it's, it's just um, a wonderful, and I don't depend on feelings because I know what I know that I know, but I do get, feel mm-hmm. a, a relief and a joy again—it's that joy. I'm not happy about my sin, but I'm happy about my the forgiveness that's uh, being offered me, and very, very grateful for it.
2: Yeah. And many people think uh, that it must be tremendously difficult for a priest to just hear people's sins over and over again. And every priest that I've ever talked to, and I know this is my my experience, feels it's a privilege to be able. Uh, To have people come and open up their hearts and speak so humbly about the shortcomings of their life St. Ignatius taught that it's always a grace to be able to know what our sins are the way the devil works is to is to block our knowledge of sin the Holy Spirit opens opens that up not in condemnation (laughs) but in because sin wounds our psyches uh, sin does not bring us happiness. Uh, St. S- Paul says in his letter to the Romans, the ravages of sin are death. Mm-hmm. Satan wants us to die spiritually. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants us to be alive. As uh, Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, I have come mm-hmm. that you may have life and have it to the to the full.
1: Yeah, have it in abundance. Tell us again, what is that little prayer that you pray when you're aware of a sin in your life? It's just a little a little uh, confession you make?
2: Yeah, I, I pray this often because I find myself screwing up often, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I practice this one a lot. Lord Jesus Christ, in your holy name I forgive myself for... One of the chronic areas that I'm challenged in is tardiness. Mm -hmm. So Lord Jesus. And then it's so easy to beat myself up Oh, here I am. I'm 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 late again Mm -hmm. Whatever it is fill in the blank and and we all have those chronic areas where we get challenged and it. I feel badly about that Especially if it inconveniences somebody else, but Lord Jesus Christ not in my name It's not I'm forgiving myself in my name it's by the power of our baptism. Stand in the power of our baptism. Lord Jesus Christ, in your holy name, I forgive myself for fill in the blank and then seal it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Right. Um, and another prayer um, that has uh, been popular throughout the, for the ages is um, the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ, Son of the, the living, living God, God, have mercy, mercy on, on me, a, a sinner. sinner. And uh, I know there are, there's an order of priests, I believe, that that's all they do, is pray that prayer. Isn't that true? Uh, right. Yeah, just all day long, that's, as they work and do their work. It's like uh, St. Lawrence, you know, Lord of, of all the pots and pans and things. He was just pr- praying all God, all day long, thank you, thank you, thank you for my job and everything that came to his mind and uh but uh, and then the, uh, right before the break i mentioned something i learned in my bible study years ago our teacher taught us spiritual breathing which is exactly what you did father but you know being that you're a priest you you have that special uh, gift and anointing from god uh for, for forgiving not only others but other, uh yourself uh but the, she called it the spiritual breathing being that we exhale the sin And that we're aware of, and breathe in the forgiveness of the Holy Spirit, and you know, just and she said you can do that all day long, as often as needed. Yes, and it's needed a lot in my day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so and uh, so often,
2: we we think, just I think it's the major point of this program is that we think that our gratitude is dependent upon the circumstances of our life, that if there are good things. Uh, in, in the eyes of the world that are coming to us, that's when we can be grateful. But the perspective of the scriptures, the perspective of the saints, is that God is always blessing us. Good things are always coming our way for those who have the attitude to see it. Now, a vivid example of that from St. Francis of Assisi that he wrote about in his The Little Flowers he asked one of his brothers, "What would what, what is perfect happiness?" And the brother and they were walking to the town. And the brother said, "Well, perfect happiness would be when we get to this town if they, if they opened the door and they welcomed us as as guests and they set a fine meal for us." And Francis said, "No, that wouldn't be perfect happiness. Perfect happiness would be if we arrived at the at the town, and they." slam the door in our in our face and they uh, and then they beat us and they threw us in the in the ditch that would be perfect happiness because we we would be able to suffer for the sake of the name of Christ
1: right as long as that's why they were doing the as long <laughs> reje- as why we're, the rejection why they be, were rejected yes that's,
2: that's right. right yeah now that's not our perspective and the brother to whom francis said that was was shocked Uh, that's holiness of a a high magnitude, Mm, for sure. But it's what I was talking about in the Acts of the Apostles. It's it's what Paul and Silas led. It's what uh, the apostles experienced. Let's just begin each day by acting grateful and being more accepting. In the 12-step program, they say, fake it till you make it. You know, I'm not feeling right grateful right, right now. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty miserable. I'm not feeling loved. I'm not feeling accepted. But I'm going to act grateful, and I'm going to practice. And lo and behold, when we practice gratitude and we search for things to be grateful for, they start to open up, and our hearts start to change.
1: Absolutely. You know, this, that thought reminds me so often you hear people that are attending mass and saying you know what I don't get anything out of it it's just I don't don't know if I'll go anymore and whenever I hear that it just I caution them to think we're not there to get we're there to give and just like you said if you practice thankfulness if you practice praise if you practice worship when you go to church it's what you are giving to god because you're so grateful to be there that's when you get then it's it's not like you think it's not get first then give it's get give and then you get and it's a it's a wonderful uh experience to to attend mass with that um uh how about you rose marie what would you say
3: well it occurred to me that I think it would be a big shock for parents to be thanked by their children once in a while. Think of the (coughs) effect being thankful has on other people. If you are grateful and show your gratitude, it just makes other people warm and feeling wonderful. Even, you know, if they were happy that you noticed or that you realized what they were experiencing. I think um, it is very uh, demoralizing for parents who are trying very hard and never getting any response from their children. They're remote. And don't realize what effect that has on parents, I'm happy to say I don't have that experience, but <clears throat> I know they do from their children when they're younger
2: so that brings us back to the what Susie was was just saying is that it can be very challenging uh but I was reminded of the peace prayer of Saint Francis mm-hmm. so for it's in giving that we receive, Mm -hmm. it's in pardoning that we are pardoned. So Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. So if uh, your children are not grateful, the remedy is to pattern gratitude rather than ingratitude. So continue to find ways to express to them uh, the ways that, that you're grateful to them in, in little things, be planting that seed of, of example, and challenge them. Um, the, uh, the, the third practice that uh, Lisa Firestone, in that article of, on Psychology Today, she said practice mindfulness from a Catholic perspective. We might call it practice the sacrament of the present moment, that mm-hmm. be present to what's going on right here right now how how is what is the grace that god is giving me all right my my kids are not grateful they're they're feeling entitled they're acting like little spoiled brats brats right now but i am still grateful that god has given me these children and i may need to discipline them (laughs) but uh i'm still grateful for them because i i love them as it says uh in the scripture in a letter to saint james what parent is there that doesn't discipline their child and it's dis it's disciplining them in love but you're re- reminded that i love this child and so we're not going to let my anger right. con- consume me b- because otherwise i'm just wounding them and and that creates a, a wound in their heart what i want to do is, is is even in disciplining them be reminded that that i I love those these kids. Or in the midst of a very challenging job, I'm grateful that I have a job right right now. And what would be what would it be like if I don't have a job that enables us to let a lot of water flow on, under the bridge mm-hmm. as a, as opposed to mm-hmm. I hate this I hate this job.
3: Oh, that is so c- completely prevalent. Mm-hmm. I you know
1: um Rosemarie and I are have gray hair, <laughs> so everybody, we are elderly. <laughs> in fact, a, a lady in the grocery store announced that not too long ago about me. But anyway. <laughs> that, but it, and were you grateful for that, I, that? I, um, <laughs> No comment. One of the things, though, that um, I think when you get to this age, you start thinking back on areas of your life. And something that's been really a strong thought in my mind uh, in the last couple years or so was what my mother endured to raise me. And not because I was a naughty child, (laughs) but she suffered greatly from the moment of my birth. It was very, very difficult until she died. All she suffered, all the 21 years, Two months after I finished school, she passed away. God took her. I was done with school. I was on my way. And so it was perfect timing. But she suffered so much to to be a wonderful mother to me all those years. But you, you know sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. You're so used to being with this person and having this person ministering to you, you don't think a thing of it until sometimes you're away from it. You stand back and you look at it and say, how wonderful this was what a gift she was what a gift she gave to me not only my life but her love and care all those years in spite of how she felt so it's it's a it was a beautiful thing to
2: the spiritual practice uh, that you're pointing to is a prayer of reminiscence of Mm -hmm. going back over our lives and especially as we age it's just critical mm-hmm. that we, we go back and we deepen that gift of gratitude and we pray prayers of forgiveness in the thorns and the disappointments of, of our life. Uh, one of the uh, prayer practices that I often recommend to people that come to the Bellarmine Retreat House is to divide their life into different decades and then to just think about in the first 10 years of your life what are you grateful for what happened in the first 10 years mm-hmm. that you're grateful for in the next 10 years what do you what what happened in your life from ages 10 to 20 from 20 to 30 30 to 40 and each of those decades and then go back and all right what are you not grateful for in those first 10 years because there are hard things that happen and we need to acknowledge those but can we pray prayers of forgiveness and breathe in life and see that sometimes even in the very struggles of our life through the hard times that we've endured that there have been hidden blessings that have come out of that.
1: Absolutely. You know that one of the things that we repeat at Bible study (laughs) so often is that that verse from Romans 8 28 where it says we know we know that all things work for God good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose so you just look back and see how God has called us according to his pers- purpose by the circumstances of our life and it's good it was good even though you may look back and say how you suffered but you're here now you can look at that and say what were the results How did God's grace work in your life? And, uh, you know, just uh, we had that happen so many times in our family, too, because we had suffering like all families do. Yes. But uh, it was it was good. And
2: And we can't demand that in the midst of the suffering, we can immediately see how is how is God going to bring good out of that? we can't we can't always see that. Mm-mm. It's in looking back and sometimes it's a year later, sometimes it's ten years later that that we we can see that.. Right. Uh, yeah. i'm I'm recalling uh, Mother Seton, who uh, had a boatload of children, and she married a a, a wealthy New York businessman. And then he got sick and died, and they they went bankrupt. And she had tremendous suffering in her life she would look back and see that that forged a character of great strength, and so she became this tremendous founder of a religious order of setting up schools and hospitals, and she had an iron will. She would not have had that had she not had to endure all of the suffering that that she endured in the midst of that. Similarly, Pope, Pope John Paul lost his mother when he was young, lost it lost his father
1: and his brother and
2: his br- and his brother yeah. all of all of that suffering and uh, almost was was killed by the by the communists. But you look at that it forged this strong character in the midst of him that was able to stand up to the communist regime that was able to lead the Catholic Church in the midst of tremendous tumult. Had he one wonders had he not had, The suffering that he had in his life would that would his character have been forged you know as the scripture says as gold is tested in in fire Mm -hmm. he didn't give up on god in the midst of that suffering
1: no and it produced in him the 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 very character and personhood of a saint He, he became a saint but don't we all know a lot of people that will never be canonized that we just say, a, he's a saint, she's a saint, just because we know what they endure. We know how God's grace has worked so mightily in their lives.
2: Yeah. Well, and we're going to have our conference uh, here at WSFI, the, the healing conference over at Marytown, November 1st and 2nd, the Feast of All Saints for the big capital S Saints and, and the little saints Uh, the small s saints and then praying on for all the souls that are on their way to becoming saints right and and especially it's uh that the title of that uh conference is our Families, saints and sinners their blessings and curses your spiritual dna so god wants to uh divinize he he wants to sanctify every every family and we're going to be uh, lifting, lifting that theme up in the, in the conference. How God wants every family to be healed and uh, every family and to, Father to be Sparrow a family of is saints.
1: Going to be one of the prayer leaders and speakers, as well as Father Robert Sears, who you also hear frequently on this radio station, and also. Um, adam Bly, who was a member of the international association of exorcists so we've got a full gamut of um wonderful uh preachers very uh experienced and holy men and so i think uh it's something you'll all want to attend to and
2: to hear more about that uh, conference we'd encourage you to go to the wsfi website that's wsficatholicradio.org WSFICatholicradio.org Or you can call the number 224-206-8455
1: And it's going to begin on Friday November 1st, as Father said And Saturday, uh, November 2nd uh, At Marytown In Mundelein, Illinois Libertyville, Illinois
3: And
2: as we close out our Thank
1: you, thank you For listening today Father, you want to close our time With a blessing, please?
2: Rejoice in the Lord always, I say it again, rejoice. Your kindness should be known to all, the Lord is near. Have no exi- anxiety at all, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. May God bless you,
0: the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You have been listening to Healing the Whole Person on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio. For more information about this program or to purchase additional CD copies, please call us at 224-206-8455. That's 224-206-8455. Or visit us online at wsfiradio.org. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease.